Diamonds are forever Hold one up and then caress it Touch it, stroke it and undress it Got it all out? Yeah, I think I'm ready. You know, it's... uh. Yeah, we're just kind of we're getting through the winter now. We're getting through the it's winter. March. Springs here. Winter? Do you you don't even have winter down in Tallahassee? Uh, yeah, I guess I guess not really. Not really. Not really. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Hi, Aaron. Hey, Carlin. How's it going? Considering everything, it's going. It's going okay. It's going What's okay. everything? You know, we've we've gone we've gone a couple months since uh, we had the big. Employee exodus, so to speak. We brought in some new, some new players on the uh, new, some new blood, some new blood in the uh, the uh, Tallahassee office of the podcast uh, HQ. Here, I'm excited. I think it's the best team we've ever had. You know, there's a whole support team for this podcast. I mean, there's people who are working on distribution. There's an IT department. There's a marketing you, department. I don't, yeah, got, I don't, of course, I don't, I've got QK who's still I here. Don't care, I don't care about them. Who's Kevin's replacement? Kevin Hart. Janitor. A lot of the stuff that some of these people were doing, I've put on to QK. So I don't know, I don't know who Kevin's replacement is. It sounds know? like you have a lot of you have a high turnover rate there. Does that worry you at all? Does that worry any of the other employees? Nah, nah, nah they no. Just they just can't keep up. They just can't keep up with me. Can't keep up with what? With us? I mean, <laughs> not me, us. You know, you're a part of it too. Um, yeah. Yeah, they just can't. I mean, it's just if they can't keep up, then uh, they move on. It's no big deal. How's, QK. how's QK doing? It sounds like she's QK's got a lot on her plate. Um, I feel yeah. like uh, just she's spinning plates. Is she a plate spinner? Mm, no, she's kind of been like between you and me, she's been kind of a plate dropper. She's so, breaking plates. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's her fault that we did not win the potty this year, you know, obviously. I didn't think we were going to bring that up. Well, I'm only bringing it up to say this. I'm not going to officially place the blame on QK, but I think there might have been some paperwork or something that didn't get filed sh- or submitted I'm sure some, or something. I'm sure some pre- previous employees, we, we could pin it on them. Like Probably. Kevin leaving sure didn't help things. Yeah, I mean, that's how she's presenting it. Um, I'm just concerned a little bit about QK right now and how she's slacking. But uh, Slacking? Yeah, just slacking. I mean... Do you need an Alabama dog to step in? Um, I've thought about uh, maybe sending her off to Alabama Dog uh, U for uh, for a week for a little like a high intensive uh, boot camp. I'll just tell you if 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 I couldn't handle Alabama Dog's high level goals, there's no way that QK is going to be able to handle his goals. Mm, probably not. Probably. Um, not. I think I think Scott may be the only person I know. Who's actually gone to Alabama Dog U and is well? I, I I don't know. I mean, it seems like Alabama Dog U is itself has changed. It used to be, you know, the way Scott talked about it was like, you know, just hanging out with babes and you know, well, like that's, real that's like there. that's why he was there. It seemed, but it seemed real fun. It seemed more social. Where now mm-hmm. it's like I don't know. It seems like Alabama Dog's taken a real serious turn and real. You know, he's, he's rebranded himself. Is that what you're saying? Uh, seems like it seems like he's really yeah. He's rebranded himself again. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it's weird. It's weird. Well, maybe he's taking things more serious because he's buying for the next to, to 
not replace Daniel Craig as the next James Bond, but to follow him. Right. To be the next one. Right. Yeah. And I don't, how's that, how's that campaign going? I mean, we've started that campaign last month. We are, uh-huh. we are um, advocating, uh, we are campaigning, we are hoping that the Bond producers, yep. uh, I mean, I don't want them to fire Daniel Craig for this. Um, that's, we, that's we've, been pu- we've been pushing it pretty hard. But what, like I'm, we, uh, what I'm looking for here mm. is that once Daniel Craig makes the decision to not renew, and maybe that's after Bond 24, maybe that's after Bond 25, maybe it's after Bond 35, whatever mm. that is, that we're looking for his successor to be Alabama Dog. That's the kind of forward thinking we do on the show, you know. Yeah, and if and if you if you want to understand our thought process behind that a little bit more, uh, you can listen to our previous episode, 0018. Uh, but we're not, but we're not looking back. I want. I wonder how much progress uh, has been made on the book recently. I, I, you know, a couple months back, I talked about how I lost a substantial chunk of the book that I had been writing. Oh, um, I, I, I remember. I haven't gotten back to it. It's it's been hard to get back on that horse. Um, I don't know where you stand on the writing. Um, it, this month has been slow. Yeah. It's been slow because we. I, I don't know about you, but I feel like all of my focus has been built on uh, getting Alabama Dog into the running for not not only our potties that have yeah the- have have gone to waste, uh, but him bidding to be the next James Bond. And in turn, I feel I feel like Alabama Dog is is coming coming around with me. He's coming to accept me into his his inner circle. I also feel like my focus has been uh, shifted away from the book uh, some. Uh, you know, I have asked, I have decided to go ahead and ask QK to to submit some. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, first I went to her and I said, uh, you know, I'll give you some ideas for some chapters. Um, and so she kind of waited around, you know, waiting for me, I guess, to, to give her those ideas. And just, you know, at some point it's like, I, I have things to do. You know, I'm, I'm busy. I got, I got, I got a podcast to run. Question. So, question. Question. Yeah, yeah. Did she write any of these ideas on a marker board? Yeah, we, we've got them around the, the office. I, mean, I think she wrote them. Yeah. Somewhere. Chalkboard, marker board, marker whatever. Boards. So okay. she, um, Except, well, she didn't write the ideas down because I didn't give her any ideas. I just told her to, to write some stuff up and I'll, I'll review it. So that's where we stand. I'm waiting on QK to get me some stuff. Um, but, but meanwhile, you know, I, I, I want to talk about the potties. We, we, didn't, uh, we didn't get the potty. Uh, so I don't want to talk about the potties in the sense that we didn't get it. I want to mm-hmm. talk about we're going to get it. We're going to get it next yeah. year. There's always it's next gonna year. It's going to happen. So here's what I've done. Here's what I've done. Aaron, You're forward thinking. Aaron, me, Carlin Trammell, sort of the brains of this operation, right? The brains of this podcast, I think you would agree. I have joined a group. They're a podcast masterminds group. What? They are a group of us. We are podcasters. We are getting together. We're we are getting together on Skype monthly to help each other out to to sort of bolster each other and and improve one another and and the podcasts and and we're talking like i mean we're talking some big podcasts in this group you know mm-hmm. like 
Beams Jondine. Uh, they're not. They're in a different masterminds group. I, I, I requested not to be in the same group as them. Okay. Okay. But, I mean, we're talking like um, you know, big guys, big people. Um, I can't even so, tell you the names. You probably wouldn't have. Even, you, you, the reason why is you wouldn't have heard of them because they're like they're big deals, but you wouldn't you wouldn't know who they are. Well, we would. We you would probably be the biggest name in the group. No, oh, you'd think, but no. 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 Okay. No. I mean, I'm yeah, I'm at their level. But so wait, you aren't making a podcast with them. You're just talking to them about podcasting. Right. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a podcast mastermind. So they're giving me ideas. You know, they're giving, they're helping, uh, help me improve. So I'm hoping that that in the next uh, few months, maybe mm-hmm. you'll see some changes to the show. I've gotten some great ideas from this masterminds group. We'll incorporate them into the show. And by the time uh, this time next year, by the time we roll around to uh, to March of 2016. We will be potty award winning. Let's hope so. Let's hope. Let's hope this is worth it. I'm a. I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned, uh, but curious about this mastermind group. Uh, I'm concerned because you didn't invite me. Uh, are you saying that you're the brains of the operation, but I'm the heart? Um. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That sounds good. Let's go with that. I think I think that makes sense. What does that make Bam and Doc? The gut. He's the gut. Mm-hmm. He's the gut. You know how sometimes people say, go with your gut? Yeah. He's the gut. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. I'll go with my gut. All right, Bam and Doc is the gut. You're the brains, and uh, I'll, be the, I'll be the heart. Yep. Okay. There you go. We have uh, a special uh, movie that we're talking about. This um, <clears throat> this is the uh, second time that Sean Boys. Connery played James Bond for the last time. It's the second of three times that he played James Bond for the last time. Um, so um, we've already covered. Can you, can you imagine being in the audience, nineteen seventy one, and thinking like he's back? He's back. We got we got like a few more movies in him. But no, it's the you get you get to be let down twice. Uh, well, that this well, is the last movie. you only live twice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna get oh the, the masterminds are gonna oh get me on that one. Okay, um, <laughs> yes. So this is uh, this is kind of like a little trilogy here. This is the second of his uh, uh, the three times he played Bond for the last time, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it's diamonds are forever. So he'd come back after Honor Majesty's Secret Service. They, they, they'd. Uh, um, now this is a, there's some interesting backstory here. Stuff, stuff that you know we're gonna we we as the experts can uh, can teach we're just, you. We're just delving right into. Um, Lazenby, I guess, decided he didn't want to come back. Um, I, 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 you know, I, I don't think they were too broken up about it. What? Uh, you know. And I know we're not talking about that movie. Um, I know we don't see IOI on that movie. I think Lazenby, you know, he was the weakest part about that movie. I think he could have grown into the role. Um, but, yeah, it's probably for the best. It's probably for the best he left. Um, so, good. And I don't know who you, you know, I don't know how you deal with that. You know, I don't know how you deal with that. So it seems like... Uh, you know, you look for somebody to kind of 
follow that, and they did. I guess they did sign someone, but ultimately the studio's like, you know, look, 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 let's just kind of wash that aside. Let's just kind of ignore that that happened. Let's get Connery back. That's that's the way to deal with it. And maybe, you know, I don't always think studios are right, but maybe in this case they were. <laughs> so you're saying you like Sean Connery in this role? Yeah, I like Sean Connery as James Bond. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> no, in Diamonds Forever. You know, um, uh, I think he's better in this than he is in uh, You Only Live Twice. Really? He seems... Um, he knows he's getting paid. He knows he's getting. Time. He knows he's getting paid. He he's obviously made the choice to come back. He seems a little bit more into it. He seems. Um, he, he seems like he's almost willing. Like he's he's welcoming the camp. Welcoming the in camp. This movie. Which yeah, we can talk about the camp later. He seems like he's having a little bit more fun with it than he than he was in uh, You Only Live Twice. Uh, I'll, agree. I'll, I'll agree to clearly that. he's yeah he's older now which was a which was something we've talked about before um but i that's okay i mean i think that's that's that doesn't I, go away i mean roger moore comes in and he's he, I wish, sorry go ahead well I mean, roger moore comes in and I mean, the, the age thing is something we're gonna have to deal with uh with the next seven movies it's not it's not going away so which, I, which blows my mind because connery's 41 when this movie comes out. Yeah. But he doesn't look 41. <laughs> he looks like he's 61. Oh, I was going to say 55. I was going to be nice. 55. Okay. You're going to be nice. The thing is, Roger Moore is older than Sean Connery is in real life. Yeah. But Sean Connery looks like a young stud at this time. And I don't, I, I just, so Roger Moore looks like a younger, sorry. Roger Moore looks like a young stud. Yeah. Because when Roger to. Moore, Roger Moore's first couple, he, he does look younger than Connery yeah. does here. Which make which makes you think like you know Daniel Craig right now is older than Sean Connery is in this film, and even Idris Elba is older than Sean Connery is is in this film. Alabama Dog, he's well in dog years, he's already older than this. Yeah, right. So it makes you wonder like, well, is it the hairpiece that Sean Connery's wearing? Is it uh, is it his complete lack of athletic ability when he's fighting these guys? <laughs> That just makes him seem old. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's something about it that is not as, he's not, he's definitely not the cool, uh, suave Bond that he was in his first four movies. That, if that's, I, that's gone. If I watched this movie for the first time in 1971 and you didn't tell me how old Sean Connor was and you told me he would be alive in 2015, I would laugh. <laughs> I would laugh. I would like. There's be. There's no way that man could be alive. <laughs> Twenty fifteen. But yeah, this is. I mean, this is a pretty simplistic story. If anything, I mean, the story is um, much more uh, like the whole diamond smuggling. I mean, I think even Bond yeah. says something early on. He's like, "We're just we're dealing with diamond smugglers now." Like I'm. I've I've been is, chasing is, after international criminals, and now I'm I'm resorting to this. It is confusing why MI6 decides to get involved with diamond smuggling. Yeah, it seems way below his pay grade. It's almost like, you know, when they when they came in, it's like, oh, you've been on vacation. They they kind of took it serious. He's like, no, I haven't been on vacation. <laughs> but oh, here's a, here's a, yeah, here's a little diamond smuggling case for you. 
to get back in action. And yeah, I mean, it's, it's simplistic. It's a little simpler. It's a, but in some ways uh, I always, I always like that. I always welcome that because I get to see James Bond, you know, do some spy things. He takes on the, the identity of, of the, of the criminal, um, of Peter Franks and, uh, just, just simpler little gags, simpler little scenes that, I mean, that's, those are things that in Bond and Bond lore that I, that I, I enjoy. Um, of course, up until the big reveal, um, which I don't know. I saw, you know, I, I see a mile away from the beginning of the film. You know, you know, Blofeld's coming back. Right. It would have almost been better if Blofeld hadn't been a part of the opening scene, and and it, it wasn't because mm-hmm. it just seems kind of like well that's a that's an odd coincidence that we that he's like on the mission to kill Blofeld thinks he's done it and then it just so happens that Blofeld's going off and doing this diamond smuggling thing and yeah. Bond's getting assigned to the same deal and yeah. uh, I mean if it you just it- cut out like the Blofeld stuff at the beginning, then it just would have been, it would have been much easier to deal with. I think it makes it seem like Blofeld wanted bond to get on this case that he, he was feeding them like, Oh yes, I want James Bond to get on this case so that we can meet again. Yeah. And then and, Other, and <laughs> otherwise had, it's too coincidental. Well, if that had happened, I mean that, that would have been, that would have at least helped if there had been something that, yeah. that specified that. Um, but there's not. There's not. And, you know, and we're looking at this is now the third Blofeld in as many movies. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, you know, and we, we've, and I know, I know that you are not a fan of the previous movie, and, and I am, but we're looking at something pretty substantial has just happened. And, and, and mm-hmm. it's, it's a shame that there isn't, at, th- at least in this movie, more of a resolution. You know, there is yeah, this like there's no closure. There is there is no closure. There's no reference to it. There's no like, oh, you've just killed my wife, and like there's that he's angry at the beginning, but yeah. it doesn't. It's almost like they just kind of ignored that that movie had happened. This is just coming after you only live twice. You know, you, you know the point in the film where I realize, wow, they really are just ig- completely ignoring what happened in the previous movie, is. When, when Money Penny makes the most offensive joke, she could make the James Bond at that time. He's going, uh, he's he's going to Amsterdam to meet up with the with the diamond smugglers, and Money Penny jokes about how she, he needs to bring her back a diamond in a ring. Like in in the, in the form of a ring. She's saying this to Bond <laughs> merely days after his bride yeah. just died, yeah. and she's joking about bringing her a ring with a diamond. <laughs> Money Penny has no heart. Money Penny is the most villainous character in this film. I think you're right. That might change my dodge my dodgeball pick. <laughs> Money, money, penny, the cold-hearted. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, no, that when she said that, I like you put that in the context. It's like what? Did these writers just did not care about what happened in the previous movie? No, which makes the pre, which makes Honor Majesty, Honor Majesty's Secret Service just bewildering. It's like this unknown movie that nobody even references. It's it's a it's a weird anomaly. Yeah. Now I want to. 
you're bringing up the writers, and so I think I think that's a good segue um, into something I wanted to bring eh, up. It's not too bad. Um, one of the writers, one of the guys who was uh, uh, did the screenplay. I don't know if you noticed this. His name is Tom Mankiewicz. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Mankiewicz wrote or was involved in the writing of the following two movies, which both of which we've covered, both of which mm-hmm. we've talked about <laughs> at great length before. In particular, his creation of the character of Sheriff Pepper. Nobody And now, also, we've talked about how Tom Inkwitz was involved in the writing of Superman and Superman 2, and, and the, the guy who played Sheriff Pepper plays a sheriff in Superman 2. <laughs> and clearly, Tom Mankiewicz has a fascination with hillbilly sheriffs, because in this movie, in Las Vegas, there is what I'm going to call the Proto-Pepper. Sheriff, there's Proto-Pepper. no name given to this guy, but Sheriff Proto-Pepper. And I, I find that fascinating just from that standpoint alone. We have, we have essentially the template given to us for Sheriff Pepper right there in that Las Vegas uh, sheriff. You are absolutely right. I didn't even pick up on that. I can't believe you didn't. Oh, man. It's like, you're right. It's like if Sheriff Pepper was at 15%. Uh, that's kind of a low in exaggeration. I would say more like... Uh, <laughs> Twelve percent, but yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> that is Tom Mankiewicz. I we we need to have a we need to have a Tom Mankiewicz episode. Well, we had a poll uh, a few months back about whether or not there would be a uh, an episode devoted to Sheriff mm-hmm. Pepper. It's and overwhelmingly in favor of. So I I think um I'll I think let me let me just make a note to QK to make sure we get that on the schedule. Do, do you think? She really needs that on her plate right now. I feel like she, she would can, jump that plate. She will do it, and she will just have to work more hours. She's she'll have to stay late, and it's she'll she'll get it done. So what are you going to do? I mean, what what plates are you holding right now? I I, I go to the masterminds uh, podcast masterminds. I record the show with you. I yeah. Uh, you know I. <clears throat> so you you were willing to go to the potties if we won. If we had won, I would have been. You know, I would have been there. Mm-hmm. I would have. I would have said the acceptance speech. Okay. You know All right. That. Well, I, I guess that counts for something. That does count for something. Um, <clears throat> I I kind of want to just cut to my dodgeball team right now. Okay. Because I go first. I'm looking up my team right now. If you want to look up our teams with us, go to podjamespod.tumblr.com. Look at our dodgeball teams. Last month, I added Vesper Lind to my team from Casino Royale. Uh, purely tactical reason to distract Daniel Craig, James Bond on your team. And I think there, I think there were a couple characters in this film that inspired me. Uh-huh. And I am going to draft Thumper. Yep. <laughs> I'm 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 getting rid of Vesper. I'm drafting Thumper. Okay. Uh part of Mr. White's henchwomen who Bond has to fight in his house 
Um, I'm picking Thumper because one, Bond doesn't see her right away. So I know she's got uh, not invisibility, but she's kind of like Knickknack on my team where you don't really see him. He can stand in the middle of the room and you don't see him. And she's acrobatic. She's doing flips everywhere. She's jumping, running, kicking, beating up James Bond. That's a that's pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. taking care of your Sean Connery Bond, the eldest, most influential Bond on your team, is more important than dealing with Daniel Craig, the the tender, the I don't know. Daniel Craig, he's he's got the broken heart. He's a little bit easier to deal with. Um, so I'm going to draft Thumper. Okay. Um, well, if you're going to add, uh, you're adding Thumper, then yes. clearly the only choice I have is to add Bambi. I knew you were going to add Bambi. Uh, there, there's no way around it. I mean, it, you if you had added Bambi, I was adding Thumper. If I was, if you were adding <laughs> Thumper, I'm adding Bambi. I mean, that's just that's just the way of it. They're clearly the best, <laughs> most athletic characters in this movie. Yeah, there's there's no one else to choose. <laughs> there is nobody else. I, I, I'll tell you the other person I contemplated, um, and that is Plenty O'Toole, um, because I think Plenty O'Toole certainly would be a – that would be a couple of huge distractions for your Roger Moore Bond. <laughs> of course. Of course. Any girl on your team is used. Sol- solitaire is all the distraction my Roger Moore Bond needs. <laughs> yeah. So so from that standpoint, I didn't, I didn't think – Plenty was really gonna gonna help much. So, um, I am. Uh, well, who who are you removing? Did you say you removed? I, uh, I removed Vesper. Vesper. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm removing uh, Tiger Tanaka. Tiger Tanaka has been on my list. Uh, my team for a long time. Um, Since day one. Oh man. He's one of the first. Um, but he is. Uh, he's gone. He's gone. Really. Yeah. Really. Okay. I mean, Bam Bambi, for Tiger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, if you think about it, Tiger didn't do a whole lot <laughs> compared to what Bambi did. <laughs> he kind of he kind of just sat in the corner. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm telling you, Bambi's no thumper though. Oh, I think you've got the I think you've got the better one of the two. I I don't I don't disagree, but I think the second choice is, is Bambi. Than- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who else is there in this movie? That I could have chosen. Well you, well, you didn't have to take anybody. That's true. That's true. I didn't you, have you to. You could have taken anybody from any movie. That's true. I've seen this far. That's true. I could have, I could have so chosen Xenia on a top. No, you can't choose her. Oh. Um, but you're saying Bambi was is the the best choice out of all the movies we've seen thus far. No, no, no. Of, of Diamonds Are the Forever, Rapini. after you've chosen Thumper, that Bambi's the next best choice. But you had, but you had the option... The choose from all of our movies, and you chose Bambi, knowing that she was the second best choice, even in this movie. You're right, but but here here's the here's the strategy. There, if anyone knows how to stop Thumper, it's Bambi. Yeah, you're right. They were they were a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, I am. So thankful that you got rid of the shark because Thumper is not a good swimmer. She's easy to drown. (laughs) 
very easy to hold her head underwater. Um, yep. And yep. you should be thankful for Bambi that, that the shark is no longer on the team. <laughs> yeah. That, that we worked that out. Yeah. That this is a long running <laughs> contract negotiation. She wasn't going to come on if the shark was still there. I, I wish more people would announce their names when you walk into the room. <laughs> I am Bambi. <laughs> I want you to start doing that as people walk into rooms that you're already in. I want you to start <laughs> announcing your name. You want, you want to practice? You want to do a little role play? Okay. 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 All right. So you're in the room. Where? where yeah. What kind of room is it? Uh, it's a big, f- uh, lodge. Okay, it's, it's a lodge. Like, yeah, like it's a, big, like a like a log cabin. Like a log lodge. cabin. Okay, what's big, the furnishing big, like? There's there's a big fireplace. Big fireplace. I'm sitting on leather couches, facing away from you. Okay, are you facing away from me? You're facing towards the fireplace. Yes. Yes. Is there a, like a bearskin rug or something on the floor? Of, cor- of course. Okay. Of course. Yes. Uh, a lot of there's um, there's, there's an ant there's an ant there's an antler. Chandelier above Ooh, me. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, Antler. Uh-huh. Is it uh, day or night outside? Oh, it's night. It's night. Night time. Okay, yeah. so it's night. Um, I have. There's driven... no other lights on. Just the fire. Just the. F- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm contemplating something. Okay, so just no, there's no other lights on. The fire. I I pull up outside uh-huh. the lodge. This log. This log. Uh, I know you're coming. Lodge. Yeah. You know I'm coming. Um, and I. And okay, so in this scenario, do I know you're there, or do I just know someone's there? You know someone's there, but I don't know it's you. Correct. Okay, so I walk. I, I pull up the launch. I walk in the door. I've walked. I've walked into the door now. I've walked. I'm in. I'm in the room. I'm Aaron. Oh, oh, oh! I was wondering who was here. I need to work on it just a little bit. Yeah, I think so. I think, I think I can maybe you know take this to work, or maybe practice. Uh, maybe I could visit you in your office. You're welcome anytime. You the, you the, could the try. Crew would it. love I'll, to see you. They would love. Maybe to, maybe, love maybe I'll walk in your office and you can practice it. You um. You could make working on that one of your high level goals. I already got so many high level goals ah. I'm working on for Bam and Dog. Okay, okay. I was giving you a suggestion. I don't need any more suggestions. Okay. All right, Thumper, Bambi. Thumper, Bambi. There's a lot uh, of, you know, if you count bump, uh, Thumper and Bambi, we've talked about plenty of tools. So we've, we've talked about some of the uh, the Bond girls in this. There's there's multiple, counting them. Um, we haven't yep. talked about the main one, Jill St. John as uh, Tiffany Case. Tiffany Case. And as. <laughs> Is Bond like the joke? Do the cuffs match, or do the collars and the cuffs match when she's putting on her wigs? When he made that joke, again, my wife just looked at me and she said, "Really?" <laughs> Does she ever say anything else to you? No, that's all she says. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> no, I was asking. Really? That's all she says to you? Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Um, I, I kind of go back and forth with Jill St. John. I mean, there are times I, I don't really, uh, even within the movie, there are times like I don't really like her and there are times that I do. She, she's clearly intelligent enough to have this operation going, but then there's just some stuff at the end where, you know, with the whole thing with the switching out the tape and the, Hey, I did the, you know, like 
hey, look at me, I helped you. Oh, I did the wrong thing, and I'm such a ditz. And I, mm-hmm. I just uh, pick. Hey, Tom Mankiewicz, pick one. <laughs> he's his mind. His his mind is just full of Bond girls. He just he has to fit them all in there. If only he had like maybe one more Bond movie he could write. He would include the Begging Strips idea. <laughs> well, unfortunately, he's he's passed. So, which is which is really sad because he had a great opportunity with Quantum of Solace. I felt, I felt like that was that was the last Bond movie he was alive for. <laughs> and if Beg, if Begging Strips had been the had been the Bond girl, um, or or uh, uh, who was who was the redhead girl in that movie Fields. Strawberry Fields, uh, Je- yeah. Gene, uh, Gemma Atherton. Yeah, feel yeah feels if if it feels had been a begging strips and if begging strips were then covered in oil, I would have liked that movie Ooh. so much yeah. more. Yeah, or instead of oil, chocolate, chocolate covered begging strips. Um, okay, peppy coffee, like crusted. Bacon. Oh man. That sounds. It's, if the, if Pepe had been the evil organization in Quantum of Solace, oh. and they were they were getting into the chocolate industry, oh, and that's why they were in South America. Uh huh. Just, just I think we could rewrite Quantum of Solace right now. Except we don't need to because it's such a good movie. It doesn't need rewriting. But yeah. <sighs> look, we're we're looking ahead. We're looking to the future. We are. So we've we've talked. We've talked a little bit, a little bit about Blofeld. Uh, there's not really much else to talk about him. Um, there we talked about a whole the lot Bond to girls. say about him. I, I don't, I, I, you know, there's, uh, I guess there's three main Blofelds at this point, and then there's a couple other like off-screen Blofelds. Yeah. But, you know, th- this this guy uh, definitely lowest, uh, uh, like the my least favorite Blofeld. <laughs> I, I I have to ask you a question because we brought this up in the in the License to Kill episode. Okay. Um, were you a fan of the two wheel stunt with the car in this movie versus the two wheel stunt with the truck in License to Kill? Um, it was a little bit more, you know, it was, it was very Dukes of Hazard, um, <laughs> which I think I called um the the semi stunt the same thing. I said very it's very Dukes of Hazard. Um, I didn't mind it as much with the car, but it's still. It still kind of bugged me because it follows a pretty decent car chase, like a yeah. like a really a really well done like authentically filmed car chase, and then suddenly they're pulling they're like they're going off somewhere else, which it doesn't seem like they were in Vegas anymore for that particular scene, and <laughs> uh, they're pulling off stunts, and it just sort of like I don't know, sort of a disappointing um, end. You, but, know, you notice. But let me, let me do a just in the context of the movie, it was a little bit easier to uh, of a of a pillow swallow because the movie is much campier than License to Kill. So seeing that stunt in License to Kill seemed much more out of place than it mm-hmm. did in this movie. No, I agree. Yeah, and the well, the end of the two wheel car stunt in this film, you notice how the car switched sides of the wheels and that they they did a little camera tr- trick in in camera where they like they rotated the camera or rotated the actors so that then they, when they cut back in the cars on the other wheels it's almost like they they were forced to have the car come out 
one way. And they were like, in the editing room, they had to figure out, well, we can't have them all of a sudden. We have to have some sort of thing where <laughs> the car switches wheels. So we'll just do this in-camera trick. And it's so hokey. It's so bad, yeah. but so great. <laughs> I love that. Let me tell you my favorite part about this film. Okay. Besides Proto Pepper. <laughs> I didn't even pick up on that. I know, but I figure that's your favorite part now. Now, now it is. Now it is. Um, my, favorite, my favorite part is that you have this, this high-tech base that Blofeld's going to. You have these, this diamond satellite, right? Right. What's the first place that they choose to attack? North Dakota. <laughs> of all places, they go to North Dakota first. What? Yeah, what's even there? Because the uh, Mount Rushmore then, is in South Dakota, so it's not even like yeah. it's not well, even like they, they're going to try and like you know use it to destroy <laughs> Mount Rushmore or something like that. It's yeah. I mean, obviously, like in the movie, they hit a military base, but for, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Uh, I live in Nebraska. Omaha is a pretty substantial military base that's like where george bush went during the 9-11 attacks he went to omaha and things even that makes more sense <sighs> no one really cares than, about nebraska okay well that may be true but people care even less about north dakota <laughs> that's my point <laughs> that's my point and then right after that they attack like washington dc but i i in my mind they're getting ready to attack their the countdown guy is my favorite in this film he's just classic and then they hit attack north dakota and it just i was just sitting there laughing because i'm like of all places you have a bond movie where all the locations are exotic i wish i wish in a bond film sam mendez i hope you're listening i hope that they would go somewhere boring like just go to just go to north dakota once just go once uh, maybe Lisa Prentice is from North Dakota, and so when when Bond has to well, go, since she her, is part of the American Dodgeball Team yeah, League, she's yeah. definitely not British, right? So when when Bond has to go, uh, they, he hears that there's a you know a hit out on her. He has to mm-hmm. go save her. He has to go to North Dakota. So there's a whole action sequence that takes place in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's like the opening. To Spectre. Yeah. Like that that would be the yeah. Like he he's saving Lisa Prentice. Probably. Who then becomes the Bond girl. Yep. Yep. I think we figured it out. Well, I think it's at the point where we need to uh to tell our listeners uh where we place this, you know, as we don't do uh we don't like rank the movies per se, but we have tiers. Top tier, middle tier, bottom tier. We take these movies, we review them, we we take them and and like ha ha yeah, eat them all up, <laughs> spit them out, and we tell you as we spit them out where which tier they go in. And I'll tell you right now, um, and 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 you've said it before. It's very hard to put a Sean Connery movie in the bottom mm-hmm. tier, um, mm-hmm. and you know I I, I contemplated it. But I still think I like it enough to to put this in the middle. You like it enough to put it in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. It's tough. There are there are moments in this film. Uh, 
such as the North Dakota scene, such as when <laughs> James, su- such as when James Bond is making out with himself, like that, 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 that old, that, that old. I mean, right there alone <laughs> should be enough to make it at least the middle. No, like that, that, that kind of stuff makes me laugh so much that it's so hard to put it in the bottom. Um, I'm, I'm, I think what tip is the tipping point for me is the, the theme music and the way they use the theme music in the film. I even like this better than live and let dies. Uh, the title song. song? I love this title. Yeah. I love this song. I love the title song. I love how they use it throughout the film. Diamonds are forever. You're in the middle. You just convinced me. So middle, yeah. middle, okay. middle, middle, middle. Sorry, that's a long way of saying middle. Yeah. Let's talk about this boat makeout scene. Okay. Um, because this also could be debatable. I want to hear your thoughts on it. I want to hear your thoughts on it. Why? Why do you think debatable? Because we never actually see them kiss. We never see oh, them make out. Oh, I see. I hadn't even considered that. I thought, yeah. oh, clearly it's a boat, they're, but you're yeah, saying the makeout is debatable. Oh, good yes. point. They're clearly on a on a cruise ship. Because, they're on a boat. because I thought about that. Oh, they're on a cruise ship. Uh, and, like boat, locked in, done. Yeah. But I didn't even pl- – oh, man, you are – Because they're laying there and they're talking to each other. <laughs> and the assassins come and then they kill the assassins and they don't even end the movie on them embracing or kissing. They just end on them like looking over the edge in a movie. There is no kiss mm. to end the, to end the film, which makes it really hard for me to put it in the boat makeout scene because clearly it ends on a boat. Right. So they, they, they definitely got half of it, half of the criteria. Um, and then we can debate on, well, of course they're going to make out, or of course they're going to make love. But we don't um, see it. Yeah, you're right. We don't see it. Uh, but is it implied? Most A lot of James Bond love scenes are implied. You know, we, we don't we, we don't see it. This, this is for the kids. Here's what we do. Here's what we do. Okay. Let's put this up to a vote. Let's, let's right. let our listeners right. decide. That's the only way to do it. Uh, listeners, please vote. Does Diamonds Are Forever end with a boat makeout scene, yes or no? Next month, what's on deck? What's on deck? Yeah. Well, let's. You brought up a movie last episode, 0018, that we hadn't watched yet. And I figured. Instead of you keep keep bringing up these movies that we haven't we haven't seen that the audience the, our listeners know that we haven't seen let's just let's just go cover it um, for your eyes only okay and this has been Diamonds Are Forever on Pod James Pod thanks for listening to episode 0019 on behalf of the guys who you just heard talk see you next month. Podcasting Network.